0: welcome back listeners my name is steve and i'm andy and we are here in anticipation for stranger things season three but until then we thought it'd be a good idea to show you guys some of the archive episodes in fact all of the archive episodes of all the previous uh seasons isn't that right andy that's right. So if you're listening right now tonight, it is
1: currently June 18th and Stranger Things debuts in 16 days. Now we have 17 episodes to squeeze in. So we're going to go ahead and get started right away. And we're going to squeeze in an extra episode in one of these days just to make sure we have them all out in time for season three. But we cannot wait for you guys to come back when we start our st- coverage for Stranger Things season three.
0: So be sure to keep looking at your feed uh, to get all these archive episodes that are being re-released. But more importantly, uh, stick with us until July 4th when we will start dumping out our uh, season three coverage. So until then, hope you guys enjoy the archive episodes. It's like home, but it's so dark and empty. What's it mean? Eleven. Friends don't lie. Stop it! You're freaking her out! She's freaking me out! Upside down. Do you
2: understand what he's talking about? No. I'm
1: the chocolate Oh God, please don't it's not a kid. I need
2: you to hide! Warnings
1: are for coffee and
2: contemplation. Holy shit.
3: Welcome to another episode of Streaming Things. My name is Chris. Andy. I'm Steve. That is Steve, the best of the three. Uh, so on this show, we talk about the show Stranger Things, a very popular Netflix Netflix property. Uh, right now, we're rewatching season one, breaking down each episode one by one, in hot anticipation of season two. Mm, titillating, yes,
2: titillating, <laughs> hot anticipation. <laughs> That's not the kind of hot that I hot was, uh, waiting to apply. action.
3: This <laughs> <laughs> very much like my sex life. Anywho. Uh, This episode is Chapter 3, Holly Jolly. That's the title of the episode. Uh, Netflix describes it this way. An increasingly concerned Nancy looks for Barb and finds out what Jonathan's been up to. Joyce is convinced Will is trying to talk to her. And that's what it gives you.
0: Out of context, that sounds so different. Like, I I just want Will to talk to me. Why won't he? What's Jonathan up to? I know, it sounded very soap
3: opery. Finds out what Jonathan's been up to. He's cheating on her. This is like a very Seventh Heaven style synopsis. Mm, We could change the whole dynamic of the show, but we won't do that because we are very faithful to our listeners. Uh, A a quick little inside baseball. I just want to let all of you know uh, that are listening now in the future, we actually have not released the show yet. We are waiting for iTunes approval. So by the time that you are hearing this, um should be a few days from now and you probably will have as many as 5 episodes to listen to all at once, right? Is that true? Yeah, I'm looking some, at my co-host some, here for,
1: somewhere some, something like that. Yeah, yeah, well, if you count like episode Tilda, episode Tilda
3: our most done. famous debut. So, oh. Um, yes, thank you for staying with us. Uh, we're getting better at this as it goes along. We've got more of a structure here, and we hope that you're enjoying yourselves. Uh, the dy- dynamic personality of Stu has saved us while we learn.
1: Yeah. So Such a good guy. let's dive right
3: in here <laughs> to Chapter 3, Holly Jolly. Um, yeah, so it starts off uh, with Barb, the yeah. Justice for Barb storyline. Um, and I had a question right off the bat because, again little backstory if you guys have been paying attention you know this at home uh this is my first rewatch since last year steve's as well uh andy's third i believe Mm -hmm. um so we're a little rustier and i think that's part of the joy is that we get to sort of approach this with a very just a slightly smudged lens uh from prior viewings so i'm just asking myself how does the demogorgon kill right because we know Uh how uh later how certain characters are found Mm -hmm. that may or may not be dead uh so it seems like he has to take them to the upside down, but he can journey to the real world seemingly at will. I would argue at that he will, oh, will. I see
0: what you did there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Does he have to take people to the upside down? Cause there's in episode one. He kind of just grabs the guy oh. in the elevator and just kind of, you don't need the elevator, buddy.
3: Let me <laughs> <laughs> and raises him up. Yeah. But that's toward like the nexus point that's crossover true. area. Um, Yeah, it's just and I don't remember if these questions are answered definitively by the end of the season is why I ask. I'm just kind of putting it out there now.
0: As of now, it just seems he kills by just dramatically dragging someone off screen. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's 80s horror, you know? Yeah.
3: Okay, I just want to throw that out there. So there's a shot of Barb in the pool and then the upside down pool uh, that I loved that she's so she's grabbing the ladder. Uh, It's an empty pool in the upside down. There's no water in the upside down. Uh, it's a version of hell, and there's nothing worse an empty pool and no <laughs> skateboard.
0: That pool uh, hasn't been cleaned either. It's dirty.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's totally off-season. She's just clutching for dear life at the rails, um, and then that's the last that we see of her, yanking her down there.
1: It's intercut with the sex scene, like close up on her hand, grabbing the rails, and then close yeah. up on the clutching hands during
3: coitus. They made sure that that was not a titillating scene they yeah. just ensured that uh just splicing it with
1: jokes on you i'm into that shit with yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: just and i wonder if there's something to be said for um some symbolism there for what it's like to be that friend which i was in high school you know uh not a whole lot of people unless they were woke found me attractive and so I always had the, yeah. the friend that was having sex in the other room while I'm clutching Fight at the pool fighting rails Demogorgon. fighting Demogorgon. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. It's more often just playing Super
0: Nintendo. Um, what do you guys so, think about that now? It could be like, yeah, I see that. It could be symbolically because Barb sort of represents Nancy's you know, pureness in mm-hmm. a way and mm-hmm. she's decided Ooh. to kind of give that up and she's technically that side of nancy's being killed off yeah absolutely possibly nice. or at least drug away suddenly dramatically <laughs> in a pool. <hole. laughs> nice yeah. steve um so I, I think there's obvious definitely some some sort of symbolism i don't know if that's exactly it but there's something going on there those duffer brothers right and there's you know it's just a straight up
1: 80s horror trope that um sex has consequences you know what i mean mm. it's always like you know in friday the 13th the kids The camp counselors go and have sex and that's why everything goes to shit you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm. always like a it's kind of like this subconscious abstinence kind of thing that they were pushing on people and you know that they kind of
0: use that here with uh nancy i think nancy's sex with steve in this episode is a pretty big plot for multiple characters in the episode but we'll get to that later Mm. because obviously barb's involved With, like we mentioned, possibly Mm -hmm. the killing off of her more younger, girly side or more pure side. Uh, But, well, yeah, when we get to that, I'll bring that up again. Nice. Laying groundwork for later
3: bombs. I've got chills. Netflix and chills. (laughs) Uh, So Steve, speaking of Steve, Steve in the show, uh, he passes out after sex. Total male trope. Uh, Total Steve trope. (laughs) (laughs) Very accurate. It's so sad that she's, she's like deflowered and sort of you know everybody's disenfranchisement at that point pretty much especially on the female side i would imagine where it's like that was it you know uh and then and is he's sleeping right now we're not gonna it we're not gonna talk about this like the
2: first
3: <laughs> it's over she's like i guess i'm leaving and that was oh, the wrong foreigner song <laughs> <laughs> he's like i guess so i guess you're leaving i don't know uh, is this the beginning of wearing your boyfriend's hoodie was that in the 80s? <laughs> she comes home and she puts that on and it's calls it a sweatshirt in the 80s, but yeah. that's a huge thing in the 90s and in the early aughts, you know. Well,
1: in like wearing the shit,
3: it'd be like the Letterman jacket. Oh, true, you know? true. So it's always whatever the fashionable jacket of the time is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder what in like the 1800s, you just wore their overcoat. <laughs> their he top.
0: gave me his coonskin <laughs> hat.
3: <laughs> it's not a big
0: deal, Mom. He just gave me his coonskin hat. It was Nothing cold. happened. <laughs>
3: So then, I felt so bad. So Jonathan comes home to find his mother surrounded by dozens of lamps of various models. And are we to assume that she's bought these lamps, or that she's pulled them from all over her tiny house? Because who would own that many lamps? lamps. I know who would own that many lamps. There was more lamps in the '80s. There was less overhead lighting. I feel like in the '80s. There was definitely (laughs) more. She might have owned all of them. (laughs) I've done the research. It's a fact. Uh, maybe I she felt- just kept
0: going to Donald and buying more and more <laughs> lamps. Just we didn't get to see those scenes. Yeah, <laughs> just check me out, Donald.
3: Uh, I feel like you're supposed to empathize uh, with Joyce in this scene where no one believes her because she obviously looks crazy and she's missing her son. It's very sad that no one will believe her. But I honestly felt more for Jonathan and just tried to put myself in his shoes, which maybe is common. I'm not sure, but just picture him. He's missing his little brother. <laughs> Uh, again, he feels some response, uh, uh, feels responsible and, and, and guilt for it. And then he sees his mother, who's clearly unhinged, and she's just surrounded by lamps sitting in Will's room. Like, Come on, talk to me, baby. Right. And, you know, he's just like, oh, fuck, this is bad. You know what I mean? I have lost my entire family at this point now. She's she's gonzo. Um, did you guys have any similar thoughts during that scene or? Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah. He's like, mom, you can't get like this. And he's like
0: tearing up and stuff. He's, he's such a good actor. Charlie he he Heaton, I kills
3: think, it, kills it. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And uh, I, I guess that could be a motivation for him to kind of go out on his own that he's, he has so often does to try to solve this himself. Cause his mom's, I mean, she's trying to solve it in her own way, but from his perspective, she's, she's just wasting a lot of time. She's just sitting in a room full of lamps waiting for one to go off and have an idea, I yeah. guess. <laughs> but,
3: right. Literally. Yeah. Uh, poor Jonathan there is freaking out. Um, and then we cut to um, Nancy doing the the slut walk of shame, yeah. which seems to be in her mind. So yeah, She's got this guilt. Um, and I think there was a little bit. More of this probably in the 80s. Like, we still have these uh, slut shaming and things like that going on in 2017. But mm-hmm. I think losing your virginity in high school was probably a lot bigger deal in the early 80s. Oh, for uh, sure. It's pretty common now. You Plus know?
1: The AIDS scare of the sure. 80s. You know what I mean? Like, that's, yeah.
3: So she's, I think, everybody's whispering and looking at her. And it's reminding me of, <laughs> for some stupid reason, the uh, Cersei Lannister walk in uh, <laughs> Game shame. of Thrones. So
0: shame. Shame. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs>
3: shame. But in a high school setting. Uh, And then, yeah, I just wanted to, this is where Hashtag Justice for Barb was born. Um, Which becomes a thing if you've already seen the show. You remember that uh, Twitter explosion of fun? Poor Barb.
0: Do you think um, the the perceived walk of shame, do you think that is all in her head? Or is there really like, do you think the people that are looking at her actually know something? Or is it just her in her mind?
3: I was going back and forth. My first initial reaction was it's all in her head Mm -hmm. and she has her own guilt um and then i remembered that the when friends. she brings it up that there were friends there who are pieces of shit uh that probably would go around school telling and they obviously weren't at the very least shy about it you know later we see in the lunchroom when we like the when harry met sally ooh
2: hmm. is that a
3: when
0: harry we'll bring that up in a second <laughs> <laughs> but That's yeah funny. when when uh, the girl what are their names the steve's two friends really awful uh, people douchebag oh. and bitch uh, no, i have no idea um, dnb <laughs> uh, i'm not sure we could probably
3: google it real quick but we're not going to waste the listeners time uh with googles of, of those people
0: they're jerks but yeah there's that lunchroom scene where they if people didn't know then they know something yeah. happened very anyone in that out, uh cafeteria figured <laughs> right. out something Dis- that was loud, loud. Yeah. discretion
3: is not their mo um so then we have uh, the fellas, you know, we have Dustin, Lucas, and Mike hanging out with Eleven. Uh, and we get another of those seamless flashbacks when she's flipping through the TV uh, and she sees a Coke can. So we get a little more backstory. They're really good. Like the way that Game of Thrones was like sex position. Uh, I mean, flashback exposition is nothing new, but I think they're they're very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And weaving it into the current timeline and giving you little nuggets to keep it like a mystery. But you're slowly realizing what kind of purpose person we're dealing with Levin and, and the scope of the story uh and it was a very brief all you saw was like uh some headgear <laughs> and a crushed uh, a mind crushed coke can
2: uh,
3: but it's all we needed and i just thought wanted to make note of that because i'm really fond of their their seamless use of flashbacks here so what,
0: we, what did you say while we were watching this andy when she did the when she crushed
1: the crushed the coke can oh, a little, little nikki you turned a coke into a pepsi
0: <laughs> <laughs> a little watered wine you think Matthew Modine's in the back like, no, don't crush the can. Make it a Pepsi. It's a taste of a generation.
3: <laughs> okay. Um, um, their
1: names were uh, Tommy H and Carol. Tommy H. The douchebags and bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, He got an H, H and she just got a Carol. Yeah. yeah. It's my mom's name. Carol or Tommy? Carol. Tommy H. <laughs> Tommy H. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Carol. Mommy Tommy. Uh, okay. And then so we cut to another scene with Donald. All right, so a quick scene with Joyce when so she goes to buy the Christmas lights. She pulls out the Christmas box and then she realizes she needs more. She's trying to communicate with Will. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we get another Donald scene, which I know we're all fans of. <laughs> just bring <just, laughs> it up, Donald, Donald. ring it up. Donald. Like she was totally prepared Donald. to hear some Donald bullshit. Like, <laughs> this is what you're spending your advance on. It's Christmas light. It's July.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say, like, I kind of wanted to know what he was going to tell her, like, Joyce it's july this isn't gonna be, people are gonna wonder yeah well,
1: it's set in november i mean this she could
0: be just you know
1: getting prepared is November? yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that's
3: right that's true but she's like got a hell of it and he's probably thinking what a cold bitch <laughs> your son has been missing four days <laughs> and, and already another. all you can think about is having the coolest house in town on christmas <laughs> you know <laughs> This is why you needed
0: the advance. They're not but, even the flashing kind, Joyce. Get, get a leg up on the neighbors, <laughs> Joyce. If you really want to impress the neighborhood, get the icicle ones. They're the new <laughs> hotness.
3: You know, it's. I just thought you, how sensitive Christmas lights are, especially the Christmas light technology of the '80s. <laughs>
1: when one of them uh, if one out. of them went out, Will
3: would be fucked. You know, yeah. <laughs> if there was a single bulb, the whole house goes out because yeah, one goes out. out. <laughs> Poor Will. Screw it! Oh no, Jonathan, help me check the bulbs. Um, yeah, that would be intense. That would be hysterical. <laughs> um, so then we get the the boys hunting for rocks uh, for their slingshot, and another interaction with the uh, '80s bullies, the school bullies. What's he called, Dustin? Uh, toothless. Toothless. Yeah, there's something else that he called. Freak it.
1: show. Yeah, just a bunch of mean things. And frog face and midnight. <clears throat> I don't understand that one. <laughs> A racist piece of shit. Yeah. And then
0: we, uh, why, like, is, why are all 80s bullies complete just sociopaths? Like, oh, you're, 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 your friend's dead. Yeah. My dad said he got killed by some other queer. Cause, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, know. Jesus. That was really bad. <laughs> I thought that too.
3: I mean, I, there was definitely bullies in my high school, but they were more like, you know, I was a weird kid. And so the things they said to me, I was, yeah, it makes sense. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm wearing sweatpants that are for girls, and I, I did shit them. So.
2: Uh, <laughs> <school>. <laughs> Fair
3: enough. Touche, sir. I will go clean. <laughs> but yeah, it's like your, your queer friend's dead from his queer killer. You know? It's yeah. just overly. But and I think in the movie It that was released recently, they did a really good job of establishing what we all assume when we see a bully like abuse at home, and mm-hmm. you know, the bully is always bullied by someone else. Mm-hmm.
0: And actually, in that bully in It, in the very one of the first scenes he goes to pick on the main character, whose brother, like spoiler alert is the one that goes missing in the beginning sure and the bully says like hey man you got a free pass this year because of your brother even like even, he was nice right even <laughs> that dude who gets abused at home and is a psychopath he's like hey i'm not crossing the line i'm gonna give this guy some time to mourn but these two jack-offs are like
3: Ugh. yeah they're even worse than the murderous bullied bully of it okay um, so then we get Jonathan developing the photos that he took that I took issue with in the last episode. Yeah. It turns out he did. I hadn't recalled. When did he snap photos of her taking her shirt off? Cause I thought he had tilted the camera down. I think that's like the last
1: one that he takes. He was like, Oh yeah. shit. That was like an oh yeah. shit thing. He, probably, he, he was in the
0: artiste moment and then saw <laughs> that he was like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't do this.
1: Oh, this is wrong. This yeah. is naughty.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is how embarrassing would that be? So then, yeah, he's developing the photos in the dark room. Um, the snitching ass redhead that's also in the dark room. <laughs> IMDb credit. Snitching <laughs> ass redhead. Meets up with uh, Steve and his gang and Tommy H. and Carol uh, to show him the photos uh, or at least tell him about them so that he can steal them. And then he gets confronted. And that's one of those awkward situations, like just cringe worthy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it should be on Reddit, like r slash cringe, yeah. where, you know, well, I was looking for my brother. <sighs> And Chris on the podcast pointed out how weird it was for me to use my camera to do that. And then I ran into you guys. And it's And the really, light
0: really just it added so much to your guys' silhouettes. I
3: saw the barb in the pool. Can we talk about barb? That's what's important here, fellas. <laughs> you know.
0: Just no some deflection. But it is awkward because out of context you would almost want snitching ass Redhead to be like, Hey, there's a dude perving on you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like she's not necessarily in no, the wrong. It at looks all.
3: bad. And yeah. you see that look on Nancy's face where she's always kind of protective of him. She's not the type to pick on lesser popular kids no. at all. Uh, Miss perfect. Right. But she looks at him like, dude, what do you want me to do here? Like, <laughs> This is kind of fucked up. Yeah. You know, damn, I look good though. You know?
2: <laughs>
3: These Hades lenses. Can we point out that my wife's a photographer Those telephoto lenses are very expensive, especially back in the day, back when not any old schmuck had a DSLR, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Which didn't exist. But you know what I mean. Nobody, not any old schmuck, had a good
0: camera, (laughs) and they would have been bonkers expensive back then. I know existed. Yeah, I know he picks
3: up a lot of extra shifts at the at the gas and go. But I just don't feel like he should have that camera to begin with. But it does explain how upset he is about the breakage and what a dick move that was on Steve's part. Mm -hmm. Steve knows, like this is the MacBook Pro. Of the 80s, and he's just like, yeah, uh, yeah, he didn't spit on it. That was as,
0: as fellow whoosh. filmmakers, did you guys have that, even though you're watching something that oh, has nothing horrendous. to relate it to you, didn't you have that like feeling inside of you that's like, oh, uh, no, <laughs> why would you do that, Dave? <laughs> you bastard, you <laughs> son of a bitch
3: <laughs>
0: take my brother,
3: but not my <laughs> camera. <laughs> uh, so then we have uh, baby Holly's mom, Mike's mom, what's her name? <laughs>
2: My I her character name? Uh, it's no.
3: Carabuano, right? Yeah. Yeah. Carabuano. So anyway, her character shows up with a, uh, I call it casserole crazy. She's casserole crazy <laughs> because uh, Joyce looks super fucking crazy when she opens the door. And even <laughs> baby Holly notices how crazy she looks. She's like, whoa, lady, it's November. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, living room lights is not really a thing. Uh, so she brings her a casserole to console her, which is such an 80s thing. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of family members die, not to bring the podcast down, but nobody's ever brought me any sort of casserole, yeah. and I would be a little pissed if they did. Especially Karen, if,
0: Karen bringing the casserole. Especially if she brought the casserole I was like, I made you a casserole, but I need to put it in the oven for 20 to 30 minutes. I know she didn't even <laughs> cook it. Like, you're going to
3: make me sit here and entertain you? Like, how selfish can you be in my grief? Yeah. You're going to put me in the awkward position of, like, conversing with you and acting like I give a fuck about your shitty cooking and you're going to use my gas my utilities clearly I've got a utility bill issue right now have you looked around
0: and you're going to wave your breathing alive baby Holly in my face while my kids missing like fuck you
3: yeah uh, yeah so that was uh, pretty cool I don't know why I put hyphen actually genius. Oh, here it is. I remember. (laughs) You got to be careful with the shorthand on the show notes because I look down sometimes and I'm like, oh shit, what does that mean? It's so obscure. (laughs) Somebody's talking to me from the upside down. Uh, So everybody thinks she's crazy, but actually Joyce's character is like a borderline genius that she's put these things together with the lights and some very obscure clues. So quickly. And her willing suspension of disbelief on the part of what's going on. She has nothing in her character background to show that she has, which I think is a flaw. They could have maybe done and needs more work to show a, like some sort of spirituality or willingness to believe in supernatural on her part because no. she's just all in. And we just, we just have to assume it's
1: mother's love. Yeah. Um, which I guess works, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, she's just so desperate for anything at this point. You know, I don't think that it, it has to be in her character to believe in the supernatural. Just like, yeah. But she never
3: thinks it's like from the afterlife. Yeah. Which you would think If you think your son Is communicating with you Through light bulbs That's going to be your go-to If, well, that, if the, not complete
1: The first thing she asks them Is are you alive? That's true Okay So yeah Fair enough Touche and Andrew I one for yes. And
0: I think they've established Joyce as being Pretty manic Early on Enough to where Oh this She's manic enough to where she's going to take these leaps. She does this shit all the time. Yeah, she's just going to go. the first time
3: she's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, The Christmas lights again, Mom. You know. I swear I'm hearing um, rusty messages. (laughs) (laughs) They're coming in. Sputnik, I hear it. Through the lights.
3: (laughs) Uh, And then we cut to Hopper going to the library. Um, <laughs> Awkward confrontation with the librarian. Fuck the librarian. It's <laughs> hilarious. Is the
0: librarian the same lady from the previous episode? I don't think previous so, episode? Uh-uh. Okay. which
3: I think yeah. is just some characterization. He's a yeah. bit of a womanizer uh, in his in
0: his grief and loneliness. I mean, I don't blame the ladies. Look at that guy. <laughs> that uniform, <laughs> He's a physical specimen.
3: <laughs> I know. I kind of look down more on the librarian on that one. Like, you didn't see that coming? <laughs> I mean, he's got a decent job, but... There's a lot of pills and beers laying around the house. Uh, he likes to smoke in the cold with the door open if you're a lot like the other lady.
1: You could have called and said, I'm sorry, this isn't going to work. I'm a dick. And like, I love that.
0: <laughs> oh, such a cringe. Maybe we his, can
1: go out next week. His, I, his I <laughs> love, I love, yeah, I love
0: the way he tries to save that. Are like, <laughs>
1: We could just go on next week. Yeah. Water under the
3: bridge. His off-the-cuff solution was awful. Made it way worse. And Even like, his partner
1: yeah. is looking at him like, bro.
0: His partner is like, nope, that's the worst thing you could have said. I'm what not do, saving you. What do you think his game is? Like, when he approaches a lady, what do you think Hop's game is? I'm trying to hop on this? Oh, shit. Pickup line of the century. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I mean, I I assume he's got some charm. Hey, girl, my daughter
0: died (laughs) and my wife left me. I have a pill problem. (laughs) I have a pill problem, so I got vacancies in my bed.
3: Got a bunch of beer and Xanax
0: at the house if you
3: want to get weird. (laughs) (laughs) That actually worked when I was younger. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. Librarian likes to party, dude. I assume womanizing in a small town is a... Uh, dangerous venture. Yeah, man. it's not going to yeah. play out well for very long, uh, especially when you need to go to a public place. <laughs> Fucking, you know, like on the car on the way there, he's like, Is there anything else we can do other than go to the library to get this information? Right. Right. <laughs> you know I, mean? like, I didn't think this was going to bite me. I'm not a book reader. I thought my bases were covered on this. <laughs> and now I'm forced to go to the library. I wish they had something where I could sit at home and just like figure things out on my own. <laughs> not for another 20 years, Hop. Huh? Uh, so yeah then we get a little library research montage uh, which is a classic trope that I always love seeing I thought of Seven for some reason Uh, Mm -hmm. the movie Seven David Fincher film where he's they're all playing chess listening to symphonic music upstairs while he's going through the books Mm -hmm. Uh, for some reason Um, then we have uh, cut back to Joyce and and the casserole still baking. I put in the notes too didn't cook casserole like what a bitch (laughs) I don't know if that's like a thing like she wanted to be fresh but it seemed to me to be odd I like brought all this shit to cook at your house and you can clean up. That's a lot of casserole, too. <laughs> yeah, for like to, to further push the knife in. Like, mm. oh, I wish you had some more people to eat this. You know? <laughs> 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 wish, wish you had a hungry little grown boy. I mean, it's really convenient. How many plates should I set out?
0: When <laughs> <laughs> will we'll be home? <laughs> oh, sorry. Baby Holly, we gotta go to our Thank- warm house with our big family that's all full. <laughs> I don't know, though. I think Baby Holly could... Pack a pound or two of a yeah. casserole. She has that look in her eye. <laughs> yeah. She takes it down like she does juice. <laughs>
3: so uh, we got some tension with Baby Holly in this episode. Obviously not because we've seen the show before, but I could easily imagine some serious tension the first viewing when she tracks down the hallway following the lights, and she's like, oh, shit, that's awesome. What's in here? And then we get the wall, which we know the demogorgon likes to pop out of that particular spot in the wall. Mm. Uh, so if you think for a second that maybe Baby Holly's about to get... Is that the Dem- verb? Demig-
2: <laughs> and
3: How no. know? It actually... I thought about it. It's like, is that why we love her? They've been inserting all of these cutesy shots of baby Holly just to deliver that moment of tension to full effect? No.
1: I, I don't guess. like to
3: think that was a happy accident. Because everybody knows that we love baby Holly by this point. Like yeah. She's a cute, funny little character.
1: It's a comedic relief. They even gave her a line. She said yes. Yeah.
3: Right. <laughs> and then we get this great jump scare when she grabs her up, 80s style. Mm. Um, to, to, I don't know. I just thought... Holy shit! It was no accident that they gave Baby Holly such charisma.
1: I mean, she's one of my favorite characters. This and rewatch, building to this moment, they named know? the episode after her, dude. Holly Jolly. I
3: had never thought about that. Yeah. I was thinking more of the Christmas reference with the lights. Oh, it's so what it is. <laughs> <make? laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, then we. I got the broken camera. So then we get that, um, and then they. We, we see uh, Nancy pick up the ripped up photo uh, of evidence for Barb. So she's mad at the creepy Jonathan, but not so much because she also sees uh, some evidence to the last whereabouts of Barb. And she's more intrigued by that.
1: Nancy Drew. Ooh. Oh, you stole my joke. I was holding, that on,
3: holding on to that one. Damn it. Let go my ego. Um, so, yeah, that's on her mind when she goes to the game with Tommy H and Carol and Steve. Uh, so that's why she leaves again later. Um, we I never see, ever actually get to that game.
0: I, no. I thought that was funny. No. Like the game's about to start. And yeah, then let's go 15 minutes hallway. later, they cut back to them like hanging out in the hallway. But girl, the the game's about to start. <laughs> the game is always about to start, <laughs> <It's> about <laughs> to start in perpetuity. We yeah. just got out of class at two thirty. The game's about to start at seven <laughs> thirty. <7:30. laughs>
3: we got to hang out in the hallways for five hours. I mean, I remember doing that not for uh yeah, I'd, I'd stay after class. It ended at two thirty, and we'd stay till what? Six or seven. Yeah. Uh, just hanging around. It was kind of cool to be in school when it was closed for some reason. Uh, hacky for me, sack and shit. Yeah, Like I said, I was not cool. <laughs> but I remember being like, nobody's here but a couple cool guys. Got <laughs> you know, a little sea of lockers. <laughs> just hacky sack in the hallway. Anywho. Uh, so then we get the second seamless flashback of the episode. We get it's a twofer. She sees the cat when Eleven's walking to the preordained meeting place with the rest of the gang. she's 315. She runs into 315. It was really awkward too, and she was just uh, repeating everything Mike said. It kind of frustrated me a little bit. Like, I get it; she doesn't speak English Power very lines. well. Yeah, meet friend. Time three one five, and he's like, "Yeah, here's a watch." Been- he's
1: like, "Jesus Christ!" She's like, "Jesus Christ!" <laughs> yeah.
3: Okay, that's a cat of worms we don't want to get into right now. Eleven <laughs> should have given her a swatch. That would have been a good Easter ego. Uh, so yeah, the cat brings her back to like a testing cat more little flashbacks uh, back at uh what's it called mk ultra is the mm-hmm. hawkins laboratory name uh and we get a wonderful scene there that i want to personally save for later no,
1: mk ultra is like the 80s or the whole mind control experiment truth story about the u.s government trying to develop psychic abilities that's like control. the code name
3: for yeah. that oh and then it's just so, hawkins lab is the place
1: yeah, Hawkins Lab is just where it's happening. Basically, they were it, with that microfilm or whatever, mm-hmm. microfiche is that it was called called? Uh, microfilm or microfiche. Gotcha. Um, they were just basically saying Dr. Brenner was a part of MKUltra where they tried to develop, using LSD and hypnosis, they tried to develop psychic abilities. Mm-hmm. And well, that plays in more into the characters later. But
0: yeah, that that was a real thing. Okay. Was that the name of the real thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, neat. Oh, I that. did not know that. So yeah. that's kind of an ego. Yeah. A bit. Okay. Right on. A real life ego. What do
3: you guys think of the Eleven and Mike dynamic? Because I've got a lot to say about Millie Bobby Brown's performance at a particular juncture in this episode. Um, and I know that in the past we've, we've uh, uh, applauded the interaction between Mike and Eleven as very sincere and endearing. But something about this episode, specifically when she's walking in the woods and he's trying to hide the fact that he'd been bullied. It just didn't resonate very well with me. I thought the, the, oh, line, and they're, the they're walking line, and yeah. she's
0: like, why'd they hurt you? And he's friends tell the it.
3: truth, Mike. And mm-hmm. I'm just
0: like, you're rubbing on a little thick here.
3: Uh, it just was kind of corny. I don't know if bit. it was bad writing. It just didn't... I was like, shut up. You She's know?
1: like, <laughs> I, I understand. It's like, bitch, you can't read a watch. Yeah. You don't understand <laughs> shit.
0: Right. Yeah, it just seemed a little... So you guys all got that vibe. Do you think she was like, I understand. I, too, broke a man's neck and sent another <laughs> one into a wall. <laughs> oh, does that, is that what happened to you? <laughs> you bleed when
3: you snap necks with your mind
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> I see you are also wearing sweatpants. <laughs> That's funny as hell. Yeah. I wonder if that was more of a, a direction... Because I don't, cause she's been so great so far And that it is She does lay it on pretty thick But I wonder if that's kind of like An out of context Like when you're an actor And you don't necessarily know Where the shooting schedule is Like mm-hmm. where the scene's gonna play in If they're like mm-hmm. Yeah, be normal yeah. yeah Be more normal than you've been Any other time so far
3: <laughs> Be
1: incredibly Like not just telepathic But empathic I
0: think part like of Like a them, wise old lady
1: yeah. <laughs> I think part of why they play it up Is uh They are trying to start to create the tension between the three boys. So, like, you know, they're up there bonding, having their uh, I understand moment. I'm getting bullied by mouth breathers. And, And then it cuts back to Lucas and Dustin, like, just sort of rolling their eyes, pushing their bikes behind them, like... Um, and even in this episode, Lucas like, I see the way you look at her like, oh, L, oh, L, you marry me. So they're just, I think that part of that is just trying to build up that tension more. That's something I have written down. Uh, we can just jump to it and talk about it. It's like
3: Lucas being so shitty to 11. Yeah. Which I guess in retrospect is, you know, he feels like she's taken his friend. He never wanted her there to begin with. He doesn't believe in her ability to help them. So, mm-hmm. you know, him being 13, he's going to just treat her that way. But knowing that she is useful and having such a fondness for the actress. And, you know, for me, it's like, what a little
0: fucktart. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Just being so <laughs> mean. we would be different if he wasn't like that from almost the immediate get-go. They mm-hmm. find this traumatized girl in the woods, and he's like, let's get rid of this girl. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. What is she still doing here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we had a good thing. with me, you, and Dustin, and Will. I'm not ready to trade in Will for yeah, there's
3: this girl. <laughs> kind of like a no girls allowed thing. Yeah. Uh at that age. Well, I think they're out of that age though. Like they're thirteen. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're... I was super trying to hang out with girls all the time at thirteen. And like, they're getting attracted. Maybe to each other. ten, I would have been like, no girls allowed, take her home. Right, and she's bald and this is like aliens <laughs> Aliens three level right here. And we're only on the aliens one timeline <laughs> level. So um that's aliens three when she shaves her head, right?
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yes. Thank you. So I skipped a huge uh, part of the show, which was Hopper's search of the Hawkins lab uh, where he uses. Uh, I was surprised at his tactic when he entering the facility, I thought maybe he'd play hardball being Hopper. But maybe he knows this is military. Right. I can't do that here. It's like, look, man, I'm trying to clock out for the day. I know it's not in there, but I got to check the box. You know I mean? help, <laughs> help me out, man. One badge to another. One nine to five punch out <laughs> to another. You know what I mean? He really plays that yeah. card and it seems to work. He knew how to play Patrick. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pat, old yeah. Patrick. Patrick's a softie for the fellow uh, working man. You know, yeah. he's just a
0: blue collar stiff. He's like, damn it, you got me. <laughs> man, I too like checking off boxes.
3: <laughs> I feel a kinship
0: here. I have to let you in.
3: Uh, so he gets in and does the old look around but his detective works too strong. They send the old PR guy who I assume doesn't even know what's going on in the facility anymore than Hopper does. At least he says that. And I kind of believed him. Mm-hmm. He's like asking yeah, the wrong guy, dude. Like I just, I get paid to tell cops, uh, I get paid to show cops, fake camera footage. Right. So I don't, I've never seen the real shit myself either, uh, but they do walk by some like pretty key looking areas with the biohazard flaps and such. Mm-hmm. Um, And ostensibly, they check the uh, Shawshank Redemption pipe again and sees that uh, you know no evidence of Mike or Eleven, even though he doesn't really know much about Eleven yet. He thinks they're the same or Will or Eleven, I should say. Mm. Uh, I remember he thinks they're the same person still, right? Yeah, that the Benny's Diner kid is Will. Yes. Okay. Um, So then he gets shown some footage, but realizes it was raining that night, and the footage doesn't show rain. So, Blind Melon reference there, no rain. No rain. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, I just want to bring up that Anything about the search At the facility I'm Again I, just showing his Big city instincts bro Fucking Did you see any rain In that footage Like mm-hmm. oh shit I think Detective his, Hopper's on the case His deputies are way
3: Too dismissive of his skills And I know that they don't Have any experience But like they Have known Will Since birth And probably Joyce Since childhood They mm. should be Rabid, trying to find this kid, and not only that, but because there's never been an incident of this magnitude, that they should be like drama queens about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, how do you find a kid? Like, this is crazy. Like, this is the coolest thing has ever happened to me. In a weird like, they should
0: almost be more bent up about it than exactly. Hobbyism. And
3: he's kind of like, dude, I don't know. It's raining a little bit. You know what I mean? Mind your business, Share <laughs> Hopper. Oh, fancy Hopper, don't evidence again.
0: You know. <laughs> But the one guy was even like, hey, can we pause looking for this kid? I need to know about the lasers. Right. Yeah. But what was it? Death lasers that he kept harping yeah. on? Space lasers. Space lasers. Uh,
3: I have a, something about that. And uh, my favorite shot of the episode comes from this little scene that we're talking about. Anything else on the search of the Hawkins Laboratory no. before we move on? Okay. So then fast forward uh, 12 minutes to the show. We get to Joyce forming the iconic letter wall. Iconic. Iconic. Andy pointed out it took her a seemingly awful long time to paint those letters. (laughs) I think that was just an editing uh, mess up there.
0: Because like a lot of time had passed when they before they went back to that shot, and she She's was like, like Z. <laughs> Midday, she gets A, B, C, and then it takes her four more hours before she goes Z. Done. She had to consult. She had to go all the way down the library and talk to that
3: lady. Yeah, the alphabet books here. It's been a while. Welcome to after P. <laughs> She's like, what's it called? A microfiche. She's on that looking like P.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Q.
0: <laughs> on. She's like there's like an eighty montage to yeah, too. Research
1: montage. Mm.
0: <laughs> Pouring over the books and shit. Wait, there are uppercase letters? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> God damn it.
3: Uh, yeah. So she's writing the letters on the wall under each did she have to resituate the lights too? Can we give her a little bit? Maybe she got to like E. And then I had to move some bulbs and stuff. Like, yeah. damn it, this is kind of between E and F. And I don't want to be confused. This is really important.
1: <laughs> Fuck, how many letters are there in the alphabet? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how they uh, translate that for um, uh, other countries' languages. Like, you know, in Spanish, I don't know what how so you alphabet. say run, but it's different. Oh, yeah. So, like, do the different letters light up? In German, it's los. Los. Mm. So maybe they, like, special effect it. and it's like,
3: No, oh. I think they would... O, Do the same thing and just S. have subtitles run, yeah. but then the subtitle will be like it, it lights up R and it says L. The
2: subtitle
3: <laughs> be super awesome. No, <laughs> I actually saw a video on the internet uh, where a huge fan had told um, his family members what sex their baby was via this method. Oh, so you know nice. how it's like a big fancy reveal when you find the sex of the baby if you choose to to find out what sex the baby is. Um, it was a girl, and they had lights set up with the paintings on their wall, and they made a video. They sent to all of their family. It's like G I R L.
1: Well, as soon as they do the G, it's like,
3: oh, it's a girl. Yeah, Yay. <laughs> sure, sure. But I, I was like, well, how how they hooked that up to do that. Yeah, it's well, it neat. said it's a girl, but yeah, um, still, I just thought that was neat, <laughs> cool Stranger Things fan way to do that. Uh, but yeah, it's a G. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to it's go me It's a any guy okay Um, (laughs) uh, so then we get the um, I'll talk about that later unless you guys have anything from the uh, letters on the wall scene you'd like to bring up
0: Hmm? Hmm? no No, I just I I love um, maybe even before the letters on the wall scene I really loved uh I I really want to know the meeting with Winona Ryder when they're like, all right, Winona, we've got this really powerful scene where you're communicating with Will through lights. And she's like, oh wow, how am I going to do that? Well, you're going to be hiding in a cupboard, (laughs) uh, just clutching a giant ball of Christmas lights Mm -hmm. and it's just going to blink at you and Uh you have to react like, yeah. That is such an impactful <laughs> moment in your life that, I mean she pulls it off and it's really incredible But that has to be a weird meeting like What am uh, I doing? That scene actually <laughs> lost right. me a
3: little bit Really? Cause she's doing really I mean it was, it's great it's phenomenal her acting Is is great it, and I know that she's hysterical And this is a situation that I couldn't Begin to handle even half as well as That crazy ass Yeah. So like <laughs> I would be just completely like bat shit. But It was frustrating to watch her get a handle Logically on how to do this like, are you alive? Yes or no questions? Blink once for yes, twice for no. She quickly just got some great rules going. Yes. Beep. cool we're good are you safe beep, beep. no cool that, I mean not cool that sucks <laughs> depressing downturn and then she just totally ruins the whole method like where are you how do I help uh, I just want to know how to get to you tell me really complicated answers with the simplified method I just invented <laughs> well and he stops answering because I can picture him being like Jesus fucking Christ Mom. Yes, we had a thing going <laughs> yeah, right? like what is he going to say um And that is on purpose because that they need that moment for her to realize I need a better method for more complex answers, I guess. Mm, I need to
1: learn the alphabet.
3: In fact, I totally just changed my own mind realizing that. And yeah. it's actually awesome. <laughs> that, stel- <laughs> that is the spur for her to create the letter wall. Yeah. She's like, I need more complex answers. OK. Hats off to you, Duffer Brothers. <laughs> you were one step ahead of me. And I respect that. <laughs> um do you think, um, it's changing subject a little bit, Hopper seems revitalized in a weird way, um, a little more himself, not just to be on a case, but to maybe have some chance at closure mm-hmm. with finding a lost child? Absolutely. That he has a lot more writing on this than. Uh, and he's actually healthier Probably not drinking as much I haven't seen him take it He didn't take a single pill This episode I don't uh, think
1: I don't think so
0: mm, Yeah he seems far more Alert and focused mm-hmm. Than in past episodes Where he's had He has this glazed eye look Where he's just like I clearly drank all night And partied And <laughs> right. slept with a random woman Who was probably the librarian
3: I was thinking when I first Wrote that down that It was just being on a case of that magnitude, what was doing that to him when he was enjoying it. It's
1: definitely like the opportunity to save a kid. Yeah, but it's
3: more emotional than that. Mm -hmm. It has to do with the kid thing. He's got some closure there. Okay, wonderful. Um, So then we find uh, a really powerful ending to this episode. Like, that is a downer. So good. It's more like a penultimate ending. Like, it's just a crazy magnitude. You know what I mean? Um,
0: Will's body. Yeah, they find Will's body, the the kids are present when the body's pulled out of the yeah that's the quarry right the quarry Mm -hmm. lake Mm -hmm. um and then joyce it's like cut uh at the same time as joyce is running away from the house because the monster comes to the wall to get her Mm -hmm. and jonathan uh, finds her on the the road that
3: whole thing was just so great because they have the kids situated at will's house which is where joyce had just run from So then we see the fire truck and the ambulance and the police drive by. So they're there so they can see that. And they're fairly nearby because everything's near Will's house. We established (laughs) that last episode Um, and then cut to Joyce running back, which was a wonderful shot of her in the headlights. And then you can see very subtly the police. Cruiser coming mm-hmm. up far in the background, to about to tell her, and that's just sad. Just imagining them tell her that.
1: No, that's the quarry that's that close to yeah. us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're just driving right up. Joyce oh, is here. Yeah, and um, they also cut to uh, Mike going home and hugging his mom, and Jonathan's hugging his mom. So, who was mom. that? Was
3: that them talking about Barb in the living room? Yeah, I would I imagine. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think that's Barb. And parents. she walked in with like, <laughs> I mean, he walked in like, fuck Barb, you know. <laughs> more prescient
1: issues no one
0: cares about barb
1: that's will <laughs> dude. that and that to me was probably the most powerful shot of that whole sequence was and Mike, hugging his, Mike mom. hugging his mom like you know mm-hmm. I don't know what to do you know I mean Old I'm Karen. tearing up just thinking about it it's good yeah. stuff I teared up a little at that yeah. scene I ain't gonna lie Netflix I'm, and chills Peter Gabriel bro oh man David Bowie
3: a fun little tidbit that doesn't make you cry um <laughs> That quarry is in Atlanta, which is where a lot of TVs and, and uh, uh, films are shot these days because uh, the tax incentives in Georgia are wonderful, as we all know. And then I believe uh, the Hunger Games has a pretty major scene shot in that quarry, as does uh, Walking Dead season two. That's where they tend to hang out a lot around that big lake. If you ever watch that show, same place. So if There's you're ever cool. going on like a movie set tour, that quarry is a good place to go. You got three <laughs> solids right there. Dig it. Yeah. Dig it. Um uh, so yeah We have a segment uh, That, that kind of wraps it up For the overall yeah. talk over of the show The recap there And interpretations uh, Steve you
0: invented a segment Called Will Call Will Call How'd we'll that go call. this time? Uh, a significant dive mm-hmm. um, So if, if if you're just joining us And you don't remember Will Call is when we mm-hmm. Calculate how many times Someone shouts Will Or where's Will mm-hmm. uh, In the episode And this episode I only caught three Three And they were all in the scene Where uh, Joyce is stringing up the lights oh. in her house. Mm-hmm. Like her. Will?
3: Will? That criticism that you had was probably more towards her. Than, yeah. You know, because throughout the season, I think she's going to be the last one because everybody else thinks he's dead. right? Yeah. Um, and then now we have a Mike call. If you notice there at the very end of that, uh, that episode, oh, yeah. when Mike, Mike gets pissed and runs off and Mike. all his friends, Mike, don't do this. You know, and they, they kind of <laughs> had this like, the thing that belied their age, like this knowledge of the grief that he was going through, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that it was better to remain calm. And, you know, <laughs> like I saw some tears on Lucas, but yeah. it was still I thought it was a little like they should just be like, fuck, Mike, you know, <sighs> knees in the gravel. Um, yeah. But it's hard to judge how someone should grieve. But I just I thought heard it heard. was funny. Mike, don't do this. You know how you get You know we gotta stay together Let's eat some casserole And we'll just get through this you know? they're, they're
1: gonna have a grief counselor here In about 15 minutes yeah, yeah. We need to talk to him Mike! Yeah so there was
3: a bit of a mic call there at the end Okay so moving on to our next segment Andy what do we call this Where we choose our favorite moments of each episode?
0: The chocolate pudding! Chocolate
3: pudding! Chocolate pudding. Chocolate pudding. Uh, so yes, uh, the chocolate pudding segment is where we pick our top three favorite moments of each
1: episode. Uh, Andy, we'll start with you. What was your number three? Uh, let's see here. My number three would have to be the uh, intercut of the uh, sex scene and Barb being attacked by the Morgan mm-hmm. at the very beginning. It's just really well cut, you know, like takes all the eroticism out of it. It, uh, set some stakes you know what I mean for like the monster like we haven't seen we've seen the monster and we know Will's gone but this is the first time we've seen someone be actively attacked by it even though we never actually it's like a Jaws thing too you never actually see the monster during that scene you just see the horror of the person being attacked it's kind of like the opening to Jaws where the uh skinny dippers are being dragged through the water and you know there's a shark but you never actually see it it's dope it's way more
0: awful that way Yeah. yeah
3: very effective horror um in the beginning of this episode, I thought. Steve, what about you? What's your number three?
0: Uh, my number three is the second flashback with Eleven, where she's a, she's with a cat, she doesn't want to kill it, so they go to throw her in her cell, mm-hmm. her dungeon cell, and she ends up killing a couple dudes. Yeah. Because uh, you really, like, that, that's a really stark contrast to what we know of Eleven and her powers, because we've seen her levitate things and you know, close the door. cans. And, and she just like did a little nod of the head, and a dude's, skull went 360 360 degrees on his head and he died um and it and it it was the best part about it was when matthew modine kind of walks in and she's crying because she wants to to be protected from what she perceives as her father figure she wants him to love her
3: that's dr brenner right
0: Mm -hmm. yes and uh, he takes his hand and he like cradles her head in a way that she's probably thinking like Is a comforting parental sign, but he's clearly just holding her brain because he sees her brain as the value, not her Mm. as the person. Mm. The power of her brain being able to kill people telekinetically is something that he wants to harness, but she's kind of looking up at him with that parental figure, like, oh, my dad, he does love me because Papa, Papa, I killed, I didn't kill a cat, but I killed a couple other pussies for you.
1: (laughs) Um, yeah, Yeah, I love that scene a lot. The escalation of it too, it's like, I just crushed a Coke can now you're having me murder animals. Like let's move on to something.
0: I can break some China. Maybe. Yeah.
1: How about a Pepsi can? (laughs) Right.
0: That's demented too. Like, Oh, she can crush the Coke can. What else can she crush? Anyone have a cat? (laughs) Did you
3: get the idea with that scene that he was intentionally like hit those employees. Those orderlies were fodder for his experiment. Like he knew how distressed she was and she was refusing to escalate the test. So he forced it on her, like make her unhappy, make her distressed. Uh, throw her in her box and hopefully she fucks you two up because I he I didn't definitely has no care all. for those employees. You know, yeah. He was happy for that turn of events, but I almost yeah. felt like he kind of knew something like that might happen when she if she got mistreated.
0: I don't know if that was his plan all along, but I definitely agree that he doesn't really care about the right. cost no, of human yeah, life. He's like, "Dope, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you ain't sleeping in this cell." <laughs> You get to sleep in the luxury place. <laughs> the, whatever that means. The bigger box. Where, where does he take that. her? He carries, I mean, he just her, carries out. her out.
3: Yeah. She was exhausted. He probably went to get her Snickers or something if they had those yet. I don't know, I think they did. Did
0: He carries her, gets like 15 feet down the hall, and he's like, all right, you can walk. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now that the camera's
0: not on me, <laughs>
3: I definitely did that. Um, my number three um, was the Hopper fucking the librarian scene. Uh,
2: just a little <laughs> comedy. Uh,
3: it totally took me by surprise. I'd forgotten it and just his discomfort it was like his old way of living clashing with his current pur- sense of purpose so he was uh full of guilt that he probably normally wouldn't have because you know two episodes ago he's like flow shut your <laughs> whore face coffee <laughs> contemplation you know and now he's like "Ooh, okay i understand i was on a lot of xanax you know <laughs> i kind of forgot you existed i'm uh, not gonna lie i blacked out
0: you may want up. to get tested. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. So I just, I just love that scene. I think there were some deeper character moments in there than just comedy, but it was effective comedy. So
1: Andy, your number two, uh, my number two was the uh, 11 cat scene. Um, mm. it, it was just amazing progression. We've already talked about it plenty, but yeah, good stuff.
3: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Steve, you were number two, uh,
0: Jonathan's camera breaking. Mm. I don't know. I just really uh, like this. <laughs> I like, I think we all love Jonathan, yeah, so I, far and just that awkward situation of where it's kind of justified from their point of view that he was creeping on him even though he, te- he really wasn't but it's this weird situation that he he, he doesn't he, he kind of earns this but he doesn't at the same time and right. you feel bad for him especially when Nancy goes to grab the picture of Barb and gives him that look like that's kind of messed up man but mm. I'm going to take your picture Yeah, but I need this Yeah, oh. and the one of me because
3: I look great okay uh is it my number
0: two? this is a pentax <laughs> um,
3: yeah you're number two my number two is the r-u-n um i just thought that was insane i am in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the letter r <laughs> so when joyce is looking at the letter wall and she says what do i do after she's communicating he says i'm right here which i thought was a dick teenage sarcastic yeah. way of answering that when he knows it's way more complicated than that or does he does he just think I'm in a shitty version of my house? Anyway, we yeah. don't know much about the upside down yet if you're on your first watch of Stranger Things, so I'll just leave it there. But it could possibly be interpreted as him being inappropriately vague. Yeah. Um, but then he says, she says, what do I do? And he says, run. And just that the tension build up, the score, the way that it's shot at that canted angle, it's like almost kind of dutched. Uh, we see some classic, uh, you know, we, the audience knows what's coming behind her and she does not. Uh, the blinking with the urgency, uh, it all culminates. And I think, Oh, it starts flashing like crazy. It's dope. The Stephen King half of stranger things, I think is just firing on all cylinders right there. Uh, and I could not have been happier with that mm-hmm. moment.
1: I love the uh, speaking of sarcastic teenagers when early in the episode when uh, Mike's talking to Eleven, you hear uh, his mom up in the background like, Mike, let's go. He's like, coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, a like, yeah. little teenager yeah. thing to do. Like, Christ,
0: <laughs> busy here. He's got so much stank behind his voice. Yeah. I love it. It's so
3: un Mike like, too.
2: It
3: is. Ted's just like, language, <laughs> volume, please. Where was Ted this episode? Ted is just the absent father symbolically left out of all of the actual goings on.
0: Was he even there at the final scene when they were breaking the news that Barb's missing to Barb's parents? Probably oh, had a newspaper. He's eating, eating chicken. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're enjoying your chicken, Ted. Who's Barb?
1: <laughs> uh, Barbarella? Uh, I saw that movie.
3: You, should, you shouldn't be watching that, Mike. Coming!
1: Okay. Uh, Andy, you're number one. Uh, my number one is gotta be the, uh, sequence, uh, at the end, finding Will's body, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, Powerful. the kids are riding their bikes, following the sirens and, uh, Hopper gets the call and radio, like you need to get down here. And, um intercut with uh Joyce running from the house and uh Jonathan finding her. Hoppers just heartbreak when he gets out of the car. He's like, "Oh Jesus, please tell me that's not the kid." You mm-hmm. know, like he is so invested in this. And the kids get there too and, you know, like they were just mad at 11 like they think that she's leading him to leading them to Will and right. she actually is. She takes him to their house. Mm-hmm. They're like, "What what are we doing here?" And like Mike gets all angry at her, and like Lucas is crying, which is dope because that's the first time that we get like an emotion from Lucas that isn't aggressive or anger. You know, I mean, although I guess he's kind of funny in in the opening. But point being, like, just with the score, well, the music, the Peter Gabriel, would you say that was singing David Bowie song? Yeah, heroes, Um, heroes. uh, It just was one hell of a way to end the episode. You Mm know? Um, Yeah, and then on
3: a first watch, you're like. Shit Oh my know. god The kid's Makes dead Makes no sense
0: Right uh, Steve you're number one That's my number one Yeah Okay Yeah because Everything Andy said Plus it, if on your first watch It really gives you A really great sense of intrigue uh, Like you are instantly questioning Was Joyce talking to Will? Who she's talking to? Like is, is he really dead? Is he alive? Can they save him? It's a really good way To end an episode it, It's really gonna make I knew when I first watched, I instantly was like, well, can't stop now. <laughs> yeah, It's they, four in the morning, but I, I guess I'm watching this now. Yeah, this was definitely
3: not the invention, but just a wonderful execution of what you can do with the binge model. Um,
1: Things just got stranger. Yeah,
3: and, and even, I would say, it's sort of a technique of serialized shows where you have to get them to tune in the following oh, week. Yeah. Um, and they just, classic, maybe even referencing that area of TV. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, Little meta, meta judgment there, but I will say with most uh, a lot of Netflix originals sag in the middle, mm. um, very frequently. Even up until recently, with like the Ozarks just came out. I don't know if you watched that, but nope. the first two and the last two are incredible episodes. In the middle, just sags a lot. Um, and this is just ramping straight the fuck up. You know, mm. I just couldn't believe such a powerful episode three. Um, so my number one is um, Steve's number three and Andy's number two. It's when Eleven kills the individuals. I love snapping necks. You know, I love <laughs> random acts of extreme ultraviolence. Um, huge Tarantino fan. But it's not even that. It's what you alluded to when he touches her face. And I just could not believe, um, as someone who's tried to act and direct actors, that this little girl was able to to summon that reaction with that much fidelity to the truth of life when dr brenner touches her face you know just like you said it was just she doesn't get a whole lot of human interaction uh, and or consoling and the child craves that and she just buckled you know what i mean all that anger just fled out of her and she just wanted to be held and loved and given a coke that she didn't have to squish with her mind <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I like and that. And it's so <laughs> much pain. And
3: she had the quivering lip and the watery eyes and just, it's so many layers mm-hmm. to it.
1: I and just, the makeup in that shot was so dope. Because mm-hmm. at this point we've seen like she gets the nosebleed mm-hmm. when she does her thing. But she did her thing this time. She's bleeding from both nostrils. She, her ears are bleeding. Mm-hmm. And right. like they they did her makeup to where like her veins are showing through her cheeks and yeah. stuff. It's,
3: yeah, it's really cool. It was, uh, yeah, I'll never forget that as long as I live. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this was the most fidelity we've all had uh, with favorite moments, uh, Mm -hmm. which maybe says a lot about to the power of the episode. Like there were some definite points. It was like, you can't fucking go around that. Uh, So anyway, real quick. What was your favorite shot, Stu? Um,
0: I'm going to cheat a little.
3: No cheating. Sure. (laughs)
0: Um, There's two. The first one is uh, Dr. Brenner. Standing very heroically uh, as two guys uh, drill in a wench into the ground, and he doesn't help them. <laughs> just because. It's just Superman pose. It's and- a really awkwardly staged scene where he's like, Yes, put it right where my feet are. Good job. I'm not going to look at either of you. And don't look at my bulge. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the re- really, any any shot that featured the Christmas lights going berserk mm-hmm. with a Nona Rider. like the lighting that lighting is so cool and really yeah. there's no shot you can get of that that'll look bad so it all all those shots look super cool to yeah. me so I know that's a little bit of a little bit of a cop out but I really do love flashing lights <laughs> I love so them. does my son get into them <laughs> when he
3: loves cruisers uh, Andy what was your favorite shot
1: um, my favorite shot was after Joyce had first put up all of those Christmas lights like they're not going ham yet it's right after she's like just ring me up Donald and uh, we uh, she has just plugged in the last light and she takes a step back and she's just looking around and that's to the look on her face is like I know how fucked up this is but at the same time it's like wow this is super cool looking like I don't know. It, it's, uh, and the music that's playing in the background, you know, it's like this is the turning point for this character. You know what I mean? It's like she's all in for this whatever the fuck this ride is, you know. And uh, there's this sense of wonder to it. Mm-hmm. It's a dope shot. Uh, my favorite shot is that
3: ends in the culmination of the dick winch of Dr. Brenner. Um <laughs>
0: dick but Dick winch. That <laughs> was just a... That, that really... sounds like what we should call that character from now on,
2: <laughs> Dick Winch. Here
3: comes Dick Winch. <laughs> we will. I'm going to write it down. Uh, no, when Hopper leaves and he, he hey, they just did a really good uh, uh, carrying the suspense visually because uh, Hopper's like he's like, what's going? On? What do you think's going on, boss? If there wasn't no rain there, and he's like, I don't know, but they're lying. Slam door, drive off. You know, uh, which should have cut. Should have been a hard cut, but nay. They linger on the vents, uh, push in through the vents, track down, flow out of vents, and then um, do an establishing shot of like the portal to the upside down and then end with Dr. Brenner doing that ridiculous (laughs) pose. But just, you know, the cinematography of it, just from a a technical perspective, I was like, holy shit, you know, I know there were obviously some digital things there and it was uh, definitely some cuts that they hid but it looked seamless. It was very well done. I was very pleased by it. Yeah, it's a very cool shot. Good stuff. Stoked about it. I was like, at first, I'm like, what is in the vents? I totally don't remember. <laughs> somebody like in there listening to him saying that. You know, I totally had forgotten. Like there was going to be something like, cool. It's lynched. just will. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd like to come home now.
3: It was very David Lynch if there had been some little man in there. You know, it would have been great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Um,
0: so then, Stranger things, indeed.
3: <laughs> don't reference the other show. Uh, <laughs> so, moving on to our next segment, which we call um, Easter Eggos, which is pretty obvious what it is. So it's we go on an Easter egg hunt and try to find all the. As many cultural references and little nods as we can, or if we can't find many, we stretch some and make our own. Uh,
1: we, we do the best we can. That's
3: right. So, uh, uh, Andy, start us off with uh, just start naming off Easter egos. Um,
1: well, we already covered the MK Ultra thing. Super cool. Sure. Um, I uh, I really liked uh, when Lucas and Dustin bring out their supplies for uh, their hunt for Will. Um, Lucas he pulls out um, this uh, army knife and binoculars and he says knife from Nam binoculars also from nam this neat thing like just kind of um explains a little bit about his character like his he's from an army family his dad's a veteran and like he clearly got these things from his dad so it explains more of his aggressive nature and then dustin he dumps out his stuff and he's like so i got nilla wafers i got pez i got bazooka gum like he, i called it just, eighty snacks yeah exactly yeah. he names off all these eighty snacks he's got the super old school pringles can yeah. like they yeah they, they fucking nailed it with that
0: I don't know if you can call those Eggos, but yeah, I, did. I, I dig them. Uh, Stu? Uh, from the same scene, actually, uh, there's the Millennium Falcon mm. toy yeah. from the 80s, and they dropped that thing a lot. <laughs> and the Star Wars nerd me. worth a lot of money. A, a lot, yeah. Every time they dropped that thing, I just kept stop it. Stop. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> My brothers actually owned that yeah. model, and they sold it in a garage sale. Oh, and when I became God. old enough to realize what they had done, I never forgave them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now they have a model that actually does fly, uh, and I just thought those kids would be amazed if the characters were uh, real people.
1: Holy shit! It flies. Is eleven nearby? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually it's a it's a drone. Never mind. Mike has all the Star Wars toys. He was playing with Yoda in like episode one. Now he's got the Millennium Falcon. He's gonna.
3: I think it was a big deal in the eighties. Yeah, uh, actually, eighty three would have been the release of uh, Return of the
1: Jedi, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. yeah. Seventy nine. What uh seventy nine the original? Yeah. And then
0: 81, no, 77, eighty one. No, 83, I thought. Uh, I think you're oh, right. you're right, it is seventy seven. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. No, Got so this it. would have been the
3: height of its popularity. Mm-hmm. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Good call, Duffers. They're so smart. They, they are so smart. Uh there was a Jaws poster. I noticed that. I that was it. in Will's room, right? Saw mm-hmm. Jaw's poster. Um yeah. Uh, Andy.
1: Um let's see here. Oh, in uh, Nancy's room, there is a poster of 80s Tom Cruise. Yep. Um, is that who that was? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out who that was. That was Top Gun, right? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I, I, it looked to me just like a glamour poster, like the kind of thing that celebrities did back in the 80s that they don't do anymore, where it's like, this is just me with a pose, yeah. and they print a poster <laughs> of it, you know? And uh, uh, yeah, that would have been the height of the uh, Cruise phenomenon.
0: Um, Five so. feet of fabulous. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. Second ego from
0: Steve Stew, Stewie Steve. Um so kind of going back to the Jaws connection, like the uh did we, did we mention before how Hopper's police car, his truck, is like the exact same truck as uh the police chief from Jaws? No. no. It's like the same color, I think it's the same type of truck. I'm nice. That uh what what's the what's the police chief's name in Jaws? Brody. It's Brody Brody, Yeah, Chief Brody That's right Uh, Yeah, so the the truck Is the same type of truck
3: Have they shown the um, Hawkins Lab van yet?
0: The Hawkins Lab? Yeah, they actually have a van Yeah, they uh, It's totally E.T. Oh, when they went to Will's house In episode one? Mm -hmm. Yeah they had all the get up That's an E.T. fan. Wearing the hazmat
1: stuff, which is straight up out of E.T., like where they wear the hazmats and go to the guy's, Elliot's house. Speaking Mm -hmm. of two
3: letters, the second of which is T. uh, (laughs) I'm good at transitions. Uh, The slingshot, I believe, is a reference to It, Stephen Mm -hmm. King's. uh, I believe they kill uh, It. (laughs) Pennywise? Uh, Pennywise with a slingshot in the book. So there. And he's like gonna kill the monster with a slingshot and everybody's like totally even though that's absurd to us turns out uh, intellectual property actually did that i don't
1: remember i know that there's some insane thing where like they do the ritual of chud or something mm-hmm. and they, they seriously the wound
3: the monster with creator, a slingshot though it's, interview, it's universe, beverly that does it oh is it so i think that was pretty good nod to that if not like i said we'll stretch it if we have to <laughs> And another ego
1: uh let's see here um When, uh, early in the episode, Dustin is, uh, pondering, uh, how 11 got her powers. He says, so I wonder if she was born with her powers like the X-Men or if she acquired them like Green Lantern mm-hmm. doing some serious, uh, comic dro- name drop in oh, yeah. there.
0: Steve. Um, the scene where 11 is supposed to be brutally murdering the cat and then there's like close ups of it hissing at, a, yeah. at her. Um, that's a reference to, um, Jonesy from alien the cat and Alien. Oh, oh nice. That there's, sure. there's several sh- shots of Jonesy hissing at the alien, you know, in the same vein. Yeah, very much a... Right. That's where uh, Blake Snyder
1: came up with the uh, save the cat ideas from that movie. Oh, yeah. And Eleven literally saves the cat here, <laughs> too. Nice. Uh, I'm going to write down... I'm going to say two
3: because I'm cheating because one's not real, I don't think. Dustin's hat. Does anybody have any knowledge of that uh-huh. The Goonies thing? It just looks so familiar with the three colors and maybe it's just... Two oh, his
0: trucker hat? Yeah, I don't know if that's a...
3: I, just, I would like to do some Googling on that. Um, References Pokemon? I got it's a, a big one. A, <laughs> catch- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that wasn't out yet. Yeah? Um, so they showed Ronald Reagan when she's watching TV. And then later, um, the cop buddy, deputy, mentions the space lasers that you mentioned, which was actually a real thing that Reagan was trying to implement. Uh, he had this operation Star Wars yes, uh, where they would sit the satellites would be in space and would be able to shoot out missiles that before they could reach the u s uh, so I thought that was a cool little Reagan Easter egg there.
1: yeah um and Reagan even like in that t- little tidbit he mentions the uh, crisis in Syria uh, yeah you know, there's all kinds of shit going on uh, at the time um, and now. there's uh yeah no shit that's been going on for a long time now uh there's Reagan then there's uh what is it? He Man and the Masters of the Universe. Yep. He Man is He-Man. in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's the Coke commercial, Coke. which is a dope transition into uh, Eleven crushing the Coke can stuff, and it ends with the music. Coke is it or whatever yeah. it says. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Um, another one. When the kids are hanging out in the basement, um, on the table there is the board game Dungeon with an exclamation point dungeon. Yeah. It's like a, it was str- like a <laughs> board game version of dungeons and dragons, not b- made by the same people or anything, but it played very much the same. It came out in like the late 70s. My brother used to have it, it came out in like the late 70s. So I saw the box. I was like, Hey, I know that game. Hey, like- dungeon.
0: <laughs> I couldn't
3: read it. I was trying to read it.
0: Okay, another one from you, Steve. Uh, my last one. It's not so much a uh, an Easter egg, but something that I love pointing out is uh, that dope ass trapper keeper that Nancy had. That in was my longer. last one, too. <laughs> that, that literally said "trapper keeper" yeah. down its spine. <laughs> <laughs> so, if anyone was wondering, like, is that a trapper keeper? It I sure didn't know. is.
3: That was a brand like Band Aid became right. you know the adhesive strip. Ubiquitous, everything. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, we just called them Trapper Keepers when we were in school. Apparently, Mm -hmm. it was like invented by the brand. Very successful marketing.
0: It had that beautiful, uh, bubbly, hippie font, too. It was great. (laughs) It was a work of
3: art. I've just got a few random broad stretches. I believe there was a Captain America shield in the back of the basement. Uh, There was definitely like a, it could have been a bullseye for an archery set. I don't know, but it looked like a (laughs) Captain America shield to me. Uh, there was TV snow, which was definitely not a Poltergeist reference, but I just remembered us saying that <laughs> when they were looking at the cameras at the Hawkins laboratory, a lot of them had the snow going and I was like, ah, I knew there'd be snow in the <laughs> show somewhere. Um, the white noise of the television. Uh, Dr. Brenner just looks so Lynchian to me and everything he's in, especially with the... He uh, looks
1: like Lynch. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's hysterical. Maybe that's all
3: it is, is that, <laughs> but it just, I know that there are some major Twin Peaks references later in the show and... I was just looking for it. And with those the, in the confines of the cell that's Elevens in and the, the shot of him leaving it, it just it looks so David Lynch. And I actually don't like David Lynch. So for know, me, either. it was like a, I know that's <laughs> bad for a lot of people to say, but it's just, hey, man, it's America. I have my own opinions. It's a subjective art form. And then when Carol uh, and Tommy H are reenacting the sex scene with Steve and Nancy in the lunchroom, we realized on air live. It could have been a When Harry Met Sally illusion. I'm going to say that it is, because I like it.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. Uh,
3: Or whatever. I mean, whatever she did.
0: Oh, Steve.
3: (laughs) She did very convincing. And then Tommy was making it weird, slamming the table, making it all rapey. Like, whoa, bud. That's not what happened. Steve was clearly making sweet, quiet love, from what I saw. There was hand-holding. Yeah.
0: Tender kisses. Steve's just that's, Screaming
1: um, Barb <laughs> <laughs> Screaming oh. That was the screaming That he was hearing <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. oh Hashtag justice for Barb That's about it. Wrapping it up for You say that Andy things. But that's like a Possibly <laughs> It's true no, right? Like he heard her Screaming for her life And he's like Man Nancy's
1: getting it <laughs> Why is Nancy screaming her own name,
3: <laughs> Nancy?
0: <laughs> I knew she was stuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Perfect. Uh, that's... And that guy, yeah, he looked—he looks like the type who would be into that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd like to drag you dramatically into an empty pool.
2: <laughs>
3: Reenacted at lunch the next day from a homeless.
0: <laughs> All right. Well,
3: that about wraps it up for Chapter Three, Holly Jolly. Uh, look forward to Chapter Four. Probably right now. You can probably listen to it at this very moment. Uh, please take a moment, a moment. <laughs> this is our Canadian uh, arm. Take a moment, if you would, uh, to rate and review us on iTunes uh, and go ahead and subscribe. That would be wonderful. That helps us out a great deal. Uh, we've got a special contest for you soon that we will release when the this, this show is live. So we'll let you know about that. Uh, Steve, what can we find more of your work on the web um, now that
0: we're here? Oh, man, you just put me on the spot. Uh, you can look at my in many work. places. I mean, it's kind of hard on me to research. <laughs> I have a Facebook. Okay.
1: You, can, you can actually
0: go on my website if you want. It's okay. stevemayfilms.com. Right on. You can look at some of my work there. And I also have another podcast if you're interested in pro wrestling mm-hmm. uh, called K-Fabulous Wrestling Radio that mm-hmm. you can uh, subscribe to on iTunes. Man, wonderful. Andy, what about you? Uh,
1: You can uh, look up our uh, Meta Junkie Films if you were to look On YouTube, you can find our first film that we did together. Really, we've done all of our films together. You can look up Those Damn Dames on YouTube. You can look up A Divine Comedy um, if you want to hop over. Actually, you know what? Those Damn Dames is on Vimeo, not YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then A Divine Comedy is on YouTube. Also, the horror film, uh, I almost said Fixate, Fitness Freak (laughs) is on there. Um, Yeah. Awesome. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at C
3: Michael Rudd at C M I C H A E L R U D D and uh, www.idgaf.com is our parent website where you can find a lot of articles on uh, stuff that have nothing to do with stranger things, but are pretty neat, I think. And we have another podcast by the same name, I-D-O-G-A-F. uh So please email Streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's streamingthingspod at gmail.com with all of your feedback and wonderful thoughts. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. That's all we got. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. I'm Steve. Streaming things.